Thank you so much for joining us for this month's podcast. This is a special month. This is April. As most of our listeners know, April is National Safe Digging Month, and OKA One and our member companies want to promote how important it is to um, do safe digging, to understand the A11 process. And as we come into spring and people are doing those homeowner projects and um, other projects are picking up pace because the weather is better, now's the time to remind each other about the importance of A11. So um, our guest this month is gonna be Shane Palmer. He is a manager of USIC, one of the locating companies here in the state of Oklahoma. And we're gonna talk about National Safe Digging Month, the importance of A11, some stories that kind of help illustrate that. And hopefully you walk away from this podcast with more information. So Shane, do you mind starting out, starting us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your role with USIC? No, not a problem. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Shane Palmer. I've been a district manager for two years. I started with USIC in 20, uh, 2011. So it's been just a little over 11 years. I uh, started out as a locate technician. Uh, progressed through the ranks, spent four years as a locator, four years as a supervisor, and correction, uh, five years as a supervisor, and now I'm a district manager for the last two. Yeah, and we know you're busy. We know you're so busy that you had to do <laughs> our podcast from the vehicle, so we appreciate you taking time I to step it. away and help us out with um, stressing the importance of National Safe Digging Month. So National Safe Digging Month, I mean, it's been around for a while. Um, one of the organizations that we all uh, partner with is called common ground alliance that's cga and they kind of help do the promotion got it started with national safe digging month and like i said it's the right time of year as we're going into the spring months as we're getting um, picking up ex excavation activities just reminding people the importance of what's underground and so to begin your safe digging project the first step is always going to be contacting okay one uh, you can dial a11 or always go to our website over 75 percent of our locator requests are done through our website. You'll just let us know where digging is going to take place, how long it's going to take, uh, who's doing the digging. A um, couple of heads up um, tips. If you're a homeowner um, and you've contracted out work to be um, done for you, such as a storm shelter being installed or fencing or landscaping or plumbing, remember the person who actually has the shovel should be contacting us to put in that locator request so we know who's doing the work and we can understand the scope a little bit better than that third party description but for the most part let us know the digging is going to take place at least 48 hours not kind of the date of notification week and the holidays prior to that work being taking place and then companies who own or operate underground facilities or their locating companies such as usic will respond to those locates and um, get those lines marked approximately with pain flags so um, shane once usic receives a locate request on behalf of a member company what do what do your guys do uh, the tickets are generally auto auto automatically routed to uh the locator for a specific geographical area and then he prioritizes those tickets uh projects of course will be addressed and along with the single address homeowner tickets and he'll get to those and get respond to those you know they'll arrive at the house knock on the door make contact with the homeowner make contact with the contractor on site, let them know what they're there for, what utilities they're required to mark, and they'll go through the paint and flag process. Yeah, one thing about USIC and some other locating companies, you may be locating for more than one member company on a site. So you may have to mark for a gas company and an electric company or a telecommunication company. 
Absolutely. So what? So what does it look like when you're responding from more than one company? Really, when it just requires multiple different flags for customer specific flags, uh, the color coded paint, all the color or the paint colors are generally very specific to the utilities. You know, right. Orange, orange for communications, yellow for natural gas facilities or petroleum facilities, red electric, things of that nature. Mm. The employee, my technicians will go into the backyard carrying all that stuff with them. And as they're locating respective facilities, though, they're going to paint it, you know, color code it accordingly. Perfect. So the homeowners and the contractors will know exactly what they're looking at. Perfect. And so the locators are going to go out. Um, they are going to communicate. There's a, a mandatory positive response that is part of our law that came into play last year. And I know USIC and other companies uh, do participate in that. That's where they're going to um, positive respond, saying we've been out there and it's located. Hey, I'm having access issues. There's an angry chihuahua in the backyard um, that um, it's all clear. All those responses are going to be available to the excavator. Um, and if there are any delays and locates, that communication would be there um, as well. So that is all great. Um, and that's going to get the project started for you because we're going to ask when is our project going to begin. And once the locates are down, then it's up to the excavator to verify those markings. Go ahead and dig test holes, go ahead and determine the three Ds. This is a phrase I'm really trying to get um, nationwide is discovering the three Ds. And that's going to be the depth, the direction and distance of an underground facility within your work area. Um, that way, you know, to expose it, protect it, support it before any heavy equipment come near, uh, near it to prevent damage. And so the ticket process, like I said, is the beginning, but it's also the continuation because a lot of projects in Oklahoma, we, we're an oil and gas state and also fiber is going in everywhere. A lot of projects don't finish within 14 calendar days. Um, and that's how long the ticket life is. So if it, a work project is going to go over that, they should always, always extend the uh, ticket life by contacting us at least two business days, not kind of the day notification weekends and holidays prior to the expiration. Um, so. Um, Shane, that being said, you probably see a lot of large projects or continuing projects going on. Uh, yes, the the amount of project work has grown exponentially over the last well, last two years, especially. Mm -hmm. um, you know, anytime we get an update, is treated like a regular ticket. You know, uh, my my technicians are required to respond again, make contact with the homeowner, make contact with the contractor. And what they'll do at that point is they'll go out and they'll freshen up the marks. They'll update the paint, they'll update the flags. And in areas where the, the marks have been uh, wiped out, destroyed, uh, they're required to hook up and remark those those facilities yeah. all the way through the scope of the team. Yeah, and that brings up a good point um, for our professional excavators who do have projects that are ongoing or a homeowner who thought they would be done within 14 days and it just didn't happen. Don't trust your memory um, if markings ever become wiped out for any reason uh, we do strongly suggest giving us a call wait it's a free free phone call obviously the service is free let them come out and mark again uh, because if any damages do occur where there aren't fresh marks or you don't have an active ticket you could be responsible for those repairs and we want to avoid that at all possible and of course repairs is the least that could happen you could get injured or worse so we want to make sure that we're avoiding that um that being said i I feel for our locating, uh, locating companies. They are worked hard. Uh, if our listeners aren't aware, I think I've bragged about us already. Last year was our first year that we had over a million tickets processed inbound. So that means a million comes in 
Um, an average of six companies are notified on every ticket. So that'd be six million, six and a half million tickets were responded to by like locating services, whether it's uh, the, a third party locating service or the member company directly. How has that affected your workflow? Your, uh, or how, how is work? Let's just put it that work, way. Work is, work is consistently busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's an understatement. Um, right. You know, it's, it's good. It tells me that, that the, the communication that the one call is putting out there is actually working. Mm. There are more uh, people that are hyper aware of the facilities that are in their backyard. They hear the they hear the commercials, whether it be on TV, radio ads, things of that nature, and then they they think to go ahead and make that free call. The mm. <clears throat> just the sheer volume of project work and even homeowner tickets have have grown mm. 20, 25 percent over the previous year. So. Yeah. You know that just tells me that, that people are getting getting the work absolutely and there are some things that we're looking at to help um our locators and our member companies um respond to these tickets we are looking at um updates and are they necessary that's something that the entire system is designed for communication but if communication isn't needed because work isn't taking place within the next 14 calendar day somewhere go ahead and let that take it expire and then have it relocated before you do go back out to that uh, location. And that'll help as well. Um, that's something that I know I've talked with many member companies about is clean, cleaning up the waste. And if we can get rid of that waste then our locating services and member companies can respond to where digging is actually gonna take place and hold with that communication will improve. So between mandatory re positive response and understanding um, what is considered an unreasonable or excessive, uh, update ticket or locate request that's not taking place, then hopefully it'll clean it up and our locators can give back to, you know, I, I won't, I know you'll always be busy, but at least a, a, a controlled chaos, if you will. It's, yeah, it stays controlled chaos, to be honest with you. In our industry, <laughs> the, the time of the years, it, the weather, everything's very dependent. Like you said, mm. it, it, it's kept us busy over the last year. We, we've grown to try to keep up with the demand um you know our, our equipment's better than ever before outstanding um our training is better than ever before so it hopefully it's it's providing you know in the long term a, a quality product for the contractors and homeowners that, that call in these tickets outstanding and um that is something that i appreciate with you and all of our member companies as well as other located companies for that matter is their understanding that this is a collaborative effort we all have to communicate with our excavators the importance of um, safe digging and the importance of using 811 to get those underground facilities marked and then our member companies with their public awareness and damage prevention programs partnering with us to get the word out there whether it's commercials or podcasts like today or then of course our locating services getting out there and marking accurately improving the communication to the excavators and keeping those excavators safe so uh that is huge to um all of it it's just understanding the collaborative effort that it takes so you and i have both been in our roles for over a decade so i'm sure that through our times we've seen or heard um, some stories of maybe someone not utilizing a11 like they should or maybe they did and maybe not fully grasp the importance of it so um, i always kind of like to end our, our podcast with a story to kind of emphasize the necessity of a11 and does anything come to mind for you you know the the 
the most severe one that I ever witnessed myself. I mean, I, you know, like you, I've heard of many, many, many bad issues, close calls, injuries, things of that nature. But this is one I specifically witnessed. It was a contractor that had a, had a crew out uh, on a job site and they were working on a gas regulator. And it was for a high pressure gas main. And it was, you know, customer was on site. It, it, was, it was just, a, you know, routine training and certification to be able to work on this type of facility. Gotcha. And they were digging down around the riser and there was a stub of about two inches sticking off the side of this that had, due to erosion, been covered up by dirt. Mm. Well, when their equipment grabbed a hold of that, it broke it off and they had 600 PSI of natural gas coming out of a, you know, one inch, one inch, you know, inch and a half diameter hole. Uh, the end result was uh, three members of the crew and the customer representative getting burned by pressure burns just wow. from the, the sheer volume of the gas that was coming out of that hole. The, the, the employee rep spent two weeks in the Baptist burning. Wow. And it did not ignite. It was just sheerly from, from the pressure burns of that gas escaping. Wow. Yeah, um, that's intense. And those are the things that I want to stress. And a lot of people, a lot of people who've heard our podcast know this story. Um, I can tell you selfishly why I don't want damage up underground facilities, right? I want to be able to take a shower and watch the football game. I can, I can tell you the selfish reasons. I can tell you about the vulnerable in our community who need that heat and air, who need that electricity, the ability to call 911 if they have a fall. Like we can, we can remind people of how important the services are especially now that a lot of us are working from home. Um, we need our internet just to be able to do our jobs, right? So we can talk about the community and of course the bottom line of our member companies. We wanna make sure that they can give me the internet and I can pay their bills, right? So those things are also true as well, but ultimately my member companies are vulnerable in the community as well as myself um, can all simply say, the safety of that excavator, the safety of that person who's actually taking the risk, digging around those damn, those um, underground facilities, that's the reason we do what we do. It's not the bottom line. It's not the fact that I need to take a shower. It's not exclusively because of the vulnerable in our community. It's because if that excavator is safe and there's no disruption to service, then everything else takes care of itself. And so that's why we do what we do. And I know our uh, locating services like USIC um, know that that's a point of emphasis as well. Yeah, we, uh, we tend to, you know, I push it with all my new hires. I, I reinforce it with all my employees all year long. This is, I view it more as a public safety job. Mm -hmm. You know, the responsibility for us to mark things, mark them accurately and make sure that they, they stay marked. You know, that's, that's one of those things we're marking stuff for our customers. Of course, our customers pay us to do that job, but we're warning the contractors, we're warning the homeowners that there's something potentially under the ground because we do mark things that can and will harm people or have the potential to harm people. And so, you know, I don't, I don't want that hanging over my head and keeping me awake at night because somebody got hurt because we didn't work. Exactly. Exactly. And that's one role that um, I take very seriously. It, I'm education outreach. And that title, I mean, there's outreach. That means there's people who have no clue who we are. Yeah, um, I remember working at the state fair booth a few years ago. Someone walked by and I'm like, hey, do you know who OK one is? And they're like, yeah, that's that radio station. So like, <laughs> like we're getting there, right? That outreach, we're, we're, we're working on it. And, and then the education part comes into play. Um, I had a phone call um, earlier this week with a gentleman called and let me know that 
uh, he had a near fatality accident and he wanted to talk to me about what happened. And of course I took the call and we were talking back and forth and he's like, yeah, I was installing a storm shelter and I hit a propane line and I hit a telecommunication line. But the scary part was I hit a 220 volt electric line. And I was like, wow, okay, let's talk. And so I was like, do you know what happened with the propane line? He goes, yeah, no one owns that. I was like, okay, good. I needed to hear that because that's called a private line. And when you're a homeowner or doing work on private property, there's private lines. This is where utility that owns and operates underground facilities turns that service over to the property owner. So it could be water lines from the main or secondary electric lines. Keep that in mind. So we started with a propane line, which no utility owns, right? That's from the propane tank to the house. He had a communication line, which he, there were, there were any telecommunication companies on the ticket. So he assumed it was a dead line. He's going to try to find that out. But when he hit that 220 um, and was scared and rightfully so, he complained and he thought the electric company uh, should have been responsible for it. And I looked at the ticket and I realized that it was a secondary line that was from the home out to another building um, in a rural area. And so once an electrician comes in and installs that secondary line, that's something to keep in mind. If the electric company themselves aren't the contractor who installed or uh, put in that line, more than likely that means the repair or maintenance of it, as well as the protection of it, falls on the property owner. So I do want to stress that National Safe Digging Month, I can tell you everything great about A11, but I never want to let someone think that it's a one call fixes everything. We want you to know that, hey, if you're on private property or there's private lines in the area, keep that in mind, make that additional call if need be. Absolutely. OK811 hosts live webinars every other Wednesday at 2 p.m. local time. These webinars cover a wide range of safety topics for both members and excavators. If you attend our live webinar, you will receive a certificate of attendance. And if you aren't able to attend the live webinar, register anyhow to receive a recording of the webinar the following day. To check out our webinar schedule, go to the Education Events page on our website, oki811.org. If you have questions or suggestions for topics for future webinars, please contact us at education at oki811.org. Um, so um, with that being said, um, like I said, with National Safe Digging Month, we look to our partners to spread the word and I know there's going to be opportunities for us to, to work together to um, promote National Safety Game Month coming up and these stories like we just shared is the reason that we do this so Shane I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of this month's podcast and I look forward to working with you on some other promotional ideas that we're going to work together on and to our listeners if you have any questions about how you can promote National Safe Digging Month, or if you have questions just about the process at all, do not hesitate to reach out to me. You don't have to memorize my name, just the word education at oka11.org, and we look forward to hearing from you. So uh, thank you so much, Shane. Any final words before we let you get back no. to work? No, I, you know, I appreciate the opportunity. I had fun, and I look forward to doing more in the future. Uh, thank you so much, Shane. Yeah, pleasure is all ours. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Have a good day.